Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live for this episode of the Midweek Podcast. The Pro Motocross Championship is about to close out at the 2023 Ironman Motocross, an action-packed weekend that will kick off with the announcement of Team USA for the Motocross of Nations. Although the Americans are the defending champions of the Chamberlain Cup and will run numbers 1, 2, and 3 when they go to France in October, putting the team together has been a challenge. Yes, interest in the race is at an all-time high after last year's victory on home soil at Redbud, and multiple OEMs have pledged their time and resources, but sending the exact same lineup as last year is not possible due to Eli Tomac's ongoing recovery from an Achilles injury, Justin Cooper's long-planned wedding, which lands on the same weekend, and Chase Sexton's upcoming switch from Honda to KTM. And that's why AMA Director of Racing Mike Pelletier had to push the team's lineup declaration from its usual date at Unadilla to the finale at Ironman. He and managing partner Roger DeCoster have spent the better part of the summer working out scenarios for Erne, a complicated matter considering the time some candidates were out missing with injuries, the extended season for Super Motocross, and the numerous rider team changes that will happen in October. Here's what we do know ahead of the official announcement. Aaron Plessinger is a lock. At third place, the Red Bull KTM rider is the highest-ranking American in the 450-class championship standings, and he has not finished outside the top 10 once this summer. Eager for redemption after the Red Bud Mud in 2018, expect AP to be the open-class pick. Chase Sexton, the only available rider from last year's lineup, is down to go and could use the race as his debut on the Red Bull KTM. Team Honda HRC has offered support to Sexton through the race, as they'll be backing the Lawrence Brothers for Team Australia, but we've been told that Sexton would like to get on the orange bike as soon as possible. Sexton's involvement was said to motivate and determine Hayden Deegan's participation. The Monster Energy star racing Yamaha rider has been impressive as a rookie, and making the MXO in his first race overseas would be a big draw for the team and the event, but we've learned that the teenager and the group around him may opt out after a long year that started in the Supercross Futures class. The MX2 rider is often crucial to a team's overall score, and this year, it sounds like the group favors dropping a willing and experienced 450-class rider down to the small board bike, rather than picking among the other Americans in the 250-class. Justin Barsha is the most likely candidate. The Troyway Designs Red Bull Gas Gas Factory Racing Rider has been on Team USA a few times already, including 2015 in Arne. Cooper Webb is another possibility, but it sounds like his current focus is getting up to speed on the YZ450F ahead of the SMX rounds. An added benefit of these two is that if Chase Sexton decides not to go after all, either Barsha or Webb could step up to the MXGP spot and run the number one plate. Here's my interview with Mike Pelletier from last Friday at Bud's Creek, where he explained some of the obstacles faced this summer and the importance of unifying Team USA. Thanks to Big E and everyone at Yoshimira R&D for their support of Swap Moto Live and the Midweek Podcast. You can see their range of RS12 exhausts, from the championship-winning motocross systems for the Honda CRF, to the road-ready stainless steel three-quarter slip-on for the Africa Twin at Yoshimira-RD.com. Hi, Mike. We are about six, eight weeks away from Motocross of Nations and defending the number one, two, and three. So how is it for you in this position right now? Because anybody from the outside knows you've had a lot of ducks to try to get in a row. <laughs> That's so true. And honestly, it's, it feels like we were just at Redbud celebrating a victory. But to have the one, two, and three plate going in as defending champs, obviously we've been looking forward to it all year, but now it's crunch time, right? So now we're trying to work on those selections. I'm hoping to announce next week at Ironman. Uh, we don't have the team pick fully yet, um, but we have some really good options, and we're, we're pretty excited to, to go back over to France and, and try to defend this thing. I mean, it's no secret that there have been a lot of moving parts for you guys as far as guys going to this team, guys getting hurt. 
what's it been like for you to be in this position? And then how has the industry and the race teams been when you've approached them about it? Are they like, are you really going to make us do another thing? Right. Yeah. No, they're actually really open to it. The excitement's back. I think Redbud helps winning. Right. Um, but there's a lot of excitement around this paddock and, and the riders want to go. And that's really half the battle. So talking to the teams, talking to the riders and seeing the interest level. And, and right now, if you've been watching the summer, there's some good riders out there. And I think we have some pretty good selections coming up for sure. Watching everything the way that you've been watching it, because, you know, you're at everything for the AMA right now. It's not just motocross. It's not just supercross. It's not anything like that. How has it been to try to find the balance and then relying on the people that also work on the team of putting together the best organization? Yeah, I mean, that's hard. And, you know, we've we brought some new staff in. Christina Denny's obviously a tremendous help behind the scenes doing hotels and booking and travel and logistics. You know, Roger and I working on selections. Paul Pirabinos has been huge help for us. You know, now starting a golf tournament, we're going to do our second annual fundraiser, raise a lot of money for the teams. And, and really doing these fundraisers is what helps get us there and do it the professional way and help these teams and riders not have to worry so much about that and just focus on that race. So people that, you know, listen to this or watch this, they might just think the Motocross the Nations is another race, just put the bikes together, put the gear in a gear bag and get it over there. But you guys are really finding out, especially for the magnitude of this, how many people you need, how much stuff teams need to send, twos and threes of everything. What are some of the logistics like it for people that would never know? Yeah, it's it's different when we're in America, right? So the trucks are here. It's kind of like this setup that you see in, in a normal outdoor motocross race. Trucks are here, the support's here. Uh, when we fly overseas, it's a little different. We get a tremendous support from the European teams. Uh, so we're still in those trucks and those factory supported uh, areas, but you know, to send you know, the, the right amount of people, whether it be our personal staff and our corporate staff or, you know, the team staff, you need the suspension techs, you need the engine guys, you know, everyone, we want those riders as comfortable as possible over there. So it's just another race, even though it's hard to just say it's just another race. The funny thing about this one is uh, you could go from Redbud in South Bend last year where there's a million hotels everywhere in Michigan and South Bend's right there. Uh, Erne doesn't really seem like it's got a lot of stuff around it. And on another logistical thing, just putting everybody in one hotel or in a house or something, that's another step that you guys really have to figure out. Yeah, it's no secret we're a big group when we go, and, and we're a big group because we want to do it the right way and have the full support. But to your point, it's correct. You know, it, it's not a big area over there, and the hotels are scarce. So as soon as it was announced, uh, Christina Denny actually got right on that almost, I think, that week uh, and started trying to book book hotels and try to get us all together because you really don't want to be broken up. You want that team atmosphere and that team feel all together and, you know, going out to dinners and, and just uniting as much as we can. So it's important for us to be together, but it's no easy task. That's been a big just common thread through this team for the last maybe four or five years is trying to unify it better. Uh, I think really 2019 Assen is when that started and it's working. I mean, it got the number one plate last year. How is it to bring all these guys that you see competitive every week into one group and see them click like that? It's tough, and especially with last year, you know, that battle that Chase and Eli had going down to the last moto and, and outdoors, you're trying to say, how's this going to go, you know, as we get to Redbud? And, and those guys put all that aside, and I think we see that more, and, and that excitement's back to want to go racing. Uh, so it's it's unique because it's such a individual sport, you know, all year long. Now we're doing 31 races. Now to ask them to do, you know, all of a sudden, can you guys be teammates for a little bit? You know, one race, and it, they actually put that aside, and they want to be here racing for their team for America and they do put that aside and it's it's fun to watch you know it's no secret that the passion for motocross and nations like kind of ebbs and flows when teams doing really good everybody can't wait to go everybody can't wait to be a part of it have one or two or three or five or a couple bad years and then it figures out oh yeah we can't go or I really want to go I want to go on vacation that win, I mean, everybody, it's the shot in the arm that everybody needed, huh? It was a game changer, absolutely. And I mean, we all love this event. I, I personally do. It's one of my favorite events of the year. And 
you obviously want to go and try to win every single year, but there's so many things that have to go right from preparation to the race itself. And it finally did come together last year. And to watch the excitement on other people's faces and the riders and just that relief, you know, we, we did it again. And it's actually built that excitement all summer long. And I think we're seeing it now when a lot of riders do want to go. What would you kind of accredit last year to being? Is it just the perfect storm of everything? Because you've been on good teams, podium teams, teams that have been in the top 10. But what just made everything click last year? I think the talent level we had on these riders was incredible. They were, they were all riding at such a high level coming into Redbud and had some great outdoor finishes. The battle they had and, you know, they're comfortable on Redbud, obviously. But I think no matter where we were, I truly felt we had the best team in the world. And I think we could have done that anywhere. And it was just awesome to be able to do it at home with the, with the home fans. How important is this race to the AMA? Because last year, I mean, Rob Dingman, the president, is there. Uh, the, a the American Motorcyclist magazine, I think for like three months afterwards, there was something to cover motocross the nations over and over. How important is this one race to the AMA? It's incredibly important. You know, I, we have full support from our office. Uh, it's one we look forward to and circle on our calendars every single year. I'm uh, already looking forward to where it is going to be in 24, right? So it's it's nice to be able to enjoy it with these teams and, and go and be competitive at the world level against all the other federations and nations. And, you know, it, it's, it's good to bring our top talent and show where we are on the world stage. And I truly think we can be on the top again. You mentioned earlier, you know, it's 31, 32 races in a year right now. But everybody's calendar is working in sync together because when the SMX calendar got moved, then the MXGP calendar adjusted as well, and then the donations calendar moved as well. And you know this firsthand from your position within the AMA and the FIM. Everybody around the world's working to make that race happen. Yeah, it's it's unique when we started doing the Super Motocross, and our schedule came out, and you know the MXGP schedule had some changes to it and moved the nations, and you know it's the first time I feel that we're really united around the world. And I think that's that's so unique and, and so important for the sport at a global level that it, I don't know if I've ever seen it, uh, but I think that we're going on a path that's exciting. I think it's gonna continue. And, uh, and I just look forward to that. Last two things as we wrap this up, you know, to be in your position as it is and you see everything from everywhere, how is it to be in the sport right now and just see where the direction it is all going? This, this year especially, uh, with our new races coming in, has really changed things. And I think it's really united this paddock. I think it's united, like I said, globally right before this. But, uh, you know, we're seeing international riders come over. Uh, there's a different vibe around this paddock and, and, and the sport in general. And I think it's really exciting where we can go if we can keep riding this momentum and work together. And, you know, everybody's a fan of this sport. And everyone watching this is a fan of what we're doing and watching these racers, and we are too. And just to try to grow this at the level that it's growing at and try to maintain that, that that's what keeps us going. And that's really exciting to see where we're going to go. So to wrap this up, this is a big week. Uh, Bud's Creek is tomorrow. And then next Friday, before Ironman, we have the official team launch mm -hmm. and then everything like that. So what is this week like? And then when does the real work begin to send bikes over and to get gear ready and to get everybody in place? Yeah, this is the big week trying to select the riders. I think a lot of the teams are already in preparation that might know. Um, but I would say, you know, we've already have the hotels booked. You just got to fill bodies in there at that point. And the, the preparation has been happening all year. Now we just got to fill in those missing pieces. And once we do that, then the, the effort really starts in the next few weeks of getting things prepared, you know, letting know who are coming, parking, uh, all the logistics of it kind of just falls into place once we put the team together. And we'll know uh, next Friday. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks.